I'm Jeff Rake. And I'm Bo Beck Johnny. And we're exploring the drama and mystery of Manifest, episode 103. Own Your Truth shows up on the Stone family refrigerator. Did Cal or Michaela hear that new calling first? We can't tell you whether that was Cal or Michaela hearing that calling first, but we do on screen experience Michaela feeling the calling. We see her maneuvering the letters. It is implied that she is creating uh, those words on the fridge. In the moment, it's implied that she is not realizing that this is a calling. She is just playing with the letters, playing the game. Cal instigated the game. Did Cal experience that calling before she did? Did he experience it at all? You know, that's for the viewer to decide. And it's the first time we're introducing that the callings can be experienced in a more unique way and a myriad of ways other than a straightforward message or the the music in 102. We're experiencing them in more three-dimensional ways. Yeah, in fact, in real time, Michaela comes to acknowledge that those words occurred to her and she wrote them down, but she realizes in the story that she kind of unconsciously had written them up on the fridge only to later to discover the significance of them. And so sometimes the callings are quite self-evident and are undeniable in real time. In other instances like this, they sneak up on you. On a scale of one to 10, how odd is it that the NSA is inserting itself into a murder investigation? Uh, On a scale of one to 10, it might be 10 that the NSA is inserting himself, but a one that Vance is inserting himself because the passengers are Vance's number one priority here. And anything relating to the passengers, Kelly's death, the fact that Michaela and Ben were involved and at the crime scene, not that he knew that before, but he found that when they came there, this is his top priority. And we'll continue to see that and we'll continue to feel that urgency on his end um, when it comes to the passengers. Are the believers dangerous? That's a good question. So the believers are a slow burn. We start to experience them in these early episodes and, you know, they're really just window dressing for a while. They're seemingly benign. They apparently believe that the passengers are either deities or angels or some sign of, you know, an afterlife or a revelation. So it appears in these early episodes that they are more of a nuisance and a little bit of an encroachment on the privacy of our characters. But then we're going to get to know them a little bit better. We're going to experience them a little bit more extensively as we get closer to the fall finale. We'll certainly bear witness to their presence a little bit more closely. When we get into the back half of the season, we will kind of take it to the next level, understand the inner life of some of the believers, come to realize that even those with benign intentions may come to be over-reliant on the promise of what the passengers mean to society, and that will rise to quite a dangerous degree. Will Vance be able to flip Jared, or is Jared in serious trouble? Well, I mean, 
this dynamic is one of the interesting wrinkles to this idea of the passengers coming back because you have people doing things outside of the normal realm, like an NSA agent putting the squeeze on a cop, and it's all because they're trying to understand what happened. So putting Jared in this dynamic will force him to either lean on his relationship with Mikhail, but also at the same time, there are things happening that he can't quite understand and explain. So trying to put all of our characters in this tough, you know, rock in a hard place situation is uh, is is something that'll keep developing and we'll see throughout, not just with this Vance and Jared. And ultimately, there is uh, a more concrete answer to that question, but you're just gonna have to wait for it. How appropriate is Ben's level of paranoia? I think Ben is appropriately paranoid. He's paying more close attention than most any other passenger, or at least any other passenger who we've experienced will will come to discover as we get beyond the fall finale into the back half of the season that there's at least one other passenger who is paying as close attention to everything as he is, and perhaps even a little bit more. But that's a few episodes down the line. But there's stuff going on. There's shenanigans going on. And I think we're going to come to find that Ben is absolutely justified to have his spidey senses up. Tell us more about the believer Isaiah. Well, in Isaiah's mind, he has witnessed these people coming back from what was believed to be their death in in his mind. They were missing for five and a half years. Um, That explanation that they died is the concrete one in his mind. So the fact that these passengers were able to come back and restart life at the moment that they disappeared, in his mind, he views them as people that were chosen to come back from the dead and restart their life. And so this is the ultimate kind of manifestation, so to speak, of life after death. And so for somebody like Isaiah and perhaps to other believers as well, That's why they put so much weight on these passengers, because there's proof to them that there's life after death. What is the significance of Luke 817? Uh, What is the significance? You know, uh, I think that part of the allure for the believers of the passengers is the idea that they represent this physical manifestation of... uh, microcosm of a second coming, you know, they're reading a lot into the passenger's return. What we find interesting about the idea of the believers is the fact that some people's faith is so absolute that they will read into phenomena what they choose to. And I think that often there are positives that can come out of uh, seeing something happen in the real world experience and applying a biblical verse to it and, and taking an extra level of meaning from it. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people get through the day that way. But uh, there's also a level of adherence to the verse that can be a bridge too far. And I think we will come to discover with some of the believers that their literal interpretation of the passenger's return through the prism of the verse is going to lead to them not only believing, but relying in tangible ways on the passengers 
to a degree that will lead to negative consequences. And I know that that's kind of overly vague, but I'm going to let you take the ride and see what I mean in real time. Talk about why the callings are affecting people who weren't even on the plane, like Evie's mom. When you ask the question, how are the callings affecting people who weren't on the flight like Evie's mom, I see it a little bit differently. On Manifest, we like to think that the philosophy of the show and the mythology of the show allows for destiny to serve as an explanation for events that might otherwise be considered coincidental. And so that confluence of events, Evie's mom leaving the house, wandering through the streets, the killer driving her car down a specific thoroughfare at a specific time, Michaela showing up at Evie's house only to be sent out to drive for the very first time since the fatal accident in search of Evie's mom. All of those events become a perfect storm that lead to the solving of the crime. Was that because of the calling? Uh, Arguably, probably. But does that mean that the individual parts were all responding to the calling? I personally don't think so. Not any more than the pilot girls being put in that specific shed by that specific bad guy back in the pilot episode. That was real life happening. And then Michaela was somehow drawn to that shed. Here too, she's somehow drawn to go find the killer in this episode. And the fact that Evie's mom is kind of part of that journey doesn't necessarily mean that Evie's mom has agency in the solving of that crime or that she is responding to the calling in any way. Even though Kelly experienced the same calling, it didn't help her like it helped Michaela. Speak to that. As far as Kelly experiencing the calling and it not helping her like it helped Michaela, I would argue that it's not that the calling didn't help Kelly. It's that what we witnessed for the first time in the show is that just because our passengers came back does not mean that they're immortal. They can also die. And so Kelly's calling was interrupted. So it speaks to the fragility of this return and the fact that although they have these opportunities and these new experiences and newfound abilities, it doesn't mean everything is a given for them. So Michaela was able to take the calling down to its conclusion and it was able to help her. And tragically, Kelly wasn't. So that's a lesson for our viewers and also for the characters within the show to know that we have to take these moments seriously because they're not a given that we'll be able to execute. Does Michaela have her own set of special gifts like Cal? You know, we're going to come to discover that there's sort of a sliding scale of sensitivity in terms of what passengers are experiencing, how they are experiencing callings. You know, we get into the story through Michaela and Ben. We come to discover that Cal is somehow significant, somehow different from the rest of the pack. And yes, I would say that Cal certainly experiences the callings in a singular way that is perhaps both stronger and also categorically different from how the other passengers experience the callings. Michaela starts off series in a parallel place with Ben. They're both experiencing a calling in that first episode together. She is just quicker to kind of own it, acknowledge it, take responsibility for it. Then Ben is, that obviously changes. 
And by right now, we're talking about episode 103. By 104, Michaela will experience a calling in conjunction with yet another passenger, just as Ben did with Rad in episode 102. So what we're seeing is that the callings manifest in different ways. People experience them in different ways. People are paired with other passengers in different ways. And and that kind of mix and match will continue. I will say that Michaela's callings will, over the course of episodes, become stronger, different from the callings that we've experienced and different from callings that other people are experiencing. And by the time we get to episode 10, the callings for Michaela will will evolve to a whole new level. Sanvi is investigating the marker found in all of the passengers' blood. Speak to that. Um, That is something I can't tell you much about right now, but it is something we'll be exploring and talking about. But as of right now, we're on the ride with Sanvi. Kelly's body is officially missing. Who has it? No comment. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Ready for the next chapter of Manifest? There's more mystery coming your way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manifest, the official podcast. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and please be sure to follow Manifest on socials, at NBC Manifest on all platforms. 